Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Off Harbor in Maine. I'm Joel Covey, and I'm joined by my close friends for a special emergency podcast as Disney just announced in a surprise move that Bob Chapek will be stepping down as CEO and that Bob Iger is returning as CEO effective immediately. That's right. So today we'll be unpacking the news and digesting it all together. With me today, as usual, we have Beth. Hey, everyone. I'm super excited today. Yeah. And Derek. Hey, guys. Good to be here. And today we are replacing Matt, apparently. Last uh, last minute cancellation for him. But we actually have our uh, friends of the podcast, a good friend of ours, Mr. Ranking the Mouse himself, Sean. How's it going, everybody? I'm very excited. And I will be okay with you guys referring to me as Matt the entire podcast, I will accept. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. What's grinding your gears today, Sean? <laughs> I just feel like the Panda Express at Universal Studios Hollywood just isn't that good. I think they need to get rid of it. <laughs> I actually don't mind that panda. I just feel like Matt really wouldn't like that panda. So. He probably wouldn't care for the pandas. Yeah, I'm sure he goes to them. But Well, there's a lot to digest today. And while we're not doing a, a formal, like, how we normally do our episodes, uh, I, I still got it. Like, is anybody drinking? Because there's a lot oh, to take in here. I am, yeah. I need I a am. drink. Look. I brought Ooh, my whoa, champagne. That's fancy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I brought my champagne. My celebratory yeah. champagne. <laughs> nice. I gotta see if I can open in here. I actually didn't like. Oh, we gotta get the pop. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't try it. Well, no oh, pressure. Nope. Don't, don't. Oh no, pop. No. Don't, don't, no. 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 At least it <laughs> I was gonna be top. I was gonna be like ASMR. I know, right but you can just add it in later. Look at your glass and everything. You came. It's prepared. like old school champagne. Yeah, it's not a I'm champagne ready. flute. It's like a champagne. It's like it's New Year's Eve. There. Are we cheering? Cheering to this news right now? We, we are. Be, I yeah. am. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Cheers. Derek, what, are you, what do you have? Oh, you know, I was kind of feeling the, the fall vibe. So I, I made this interesting drink. It's actually pretty simple. It's called the Nutty Irishman. Okay. But it's really just one part. Uh, Bailey's Irish cream and the other part is Frangelico hazelnut liqueur. Ooh, so I love Frangelico. You stepped it up after yeah, last week. Yeah, after last week, like I was <laughs> pretty Bull. lame there, you know. I mean, I was rusty coming back to the podcast and I finally <laughs> made a cocktail, although it was pretty simple. And it's good, though. It's a nice, um, you know, fall, festive kind of drink. Awesome. Although it's missing whipped cream, it's supposed to have like cracked crushed hazelnut on top i didn't have all that fancy stuff you can't be on the show anymore (laughs) (laughs) if you don't garnish your drink you gotta be out seriously (laughs) next time i promise and sean i saw you had a drink there you know i'm not entirely sure why i keep getting invited back to off harbor maine because i am not a drinker i know you're not a drinker i can't add crushed hazelnuts i probably shouldn't be on the show but uh i am not an alcoholic drinker and i'm also not a coffee drinker so i'm over two on a derek's drink there it's got a little nice little fruity here i'm a big fan of like like lemonades and fruity stuff like that. So I got a little fruity drink here. So that's nice. good. Like better for, uh, more refreshing probably than <laughs> what, what I'm drinking here. I just did some eggnog again with some bourbon as I have an open, bur- or open eggnog in the, the fridge. You have a and, barrel apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a different carton. Oh, if, okay. The problem with eggnog is it does not last as long as milk. And True. So if I don't drink this, it goes bad in like a week. So I got to, Got to have this uh, <laughs> taken care of quickly. So it's uh, here with me tonight uh, and uh, celebratory once again. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Episode 36, I yeah. back, baby. That's emergency right. episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> there, Let's there go. it is. 
<laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, hey, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read kind of the announcement from Disney. And something about this is I. it's it's funny because I know there's a lot of chatter about this online already. Everyone's already talking about this. Uh, it's kind of front and center if, if you're really into the fandom, I would say. However, I do know there's a lot of people that don't follow like the social media side of things. Uh, may have not being may have not even seen this news yet. Um, really, I wouldn't have known if I wasn't on Twitter. I'm not watching like news channels, and I wouldn't have seen mm-hmm. it otherwise. So, here's the announcement from Walt Disney Company on a Sunday, and we'll get into the timeline here in a second. But <laughs> so, <laughs> they announced the Walt Disney Company announced today that Robert A. Iger, by the way, found out his middle name's Allen. What? What? That was news to me. <laughs> Robert Allen Iger is returning to lead Disney as chief executive officer, effective immediately. Mr. Iger, who spent more than four decades at the company, including 15 years as its CEO, has agreed to serve as Disney's CEO for two years with a mandate from the board to set the strategic direction for renewed growth and to work closely with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. Mr. Iger succeeds Bob Chapek, who has stepped down from his position. We thank, uh, this is in quotation, we thank Bob Chapek for his service to Disney over his long career, including navigating the company through the unprecedented challenges of the pandemic, said Susan Arnold, chairman of the board. The board has concluded that as Disney embarks on an increasingly complex period of an industry, wow, industry, <laughs> industry <laughs> <Okay>. transformation, <laughs> Bob Iger is uniquely situated to lead the company through this pivotal period. Uh, And just one more little quote here. Mr. Iger has deep respect for Disney's senior leadership team, most of whom he worked closely with until his departure as executive chairman 11 months ago. And he is greatly admired by Disney employees worldwide, all of which will allow for a seamless transition of leadership, she said. So that was their big announcement Sunday uh, at 6 40, what, 6 48 p.m. is when we first, I I first saw an announcement from Scott Gustin. So he's really the first person I saw to announce this. And then everything, just the floodgates came right afterwards. So crazy. Yeah. Uh, like, it, that is not a time when you expect any news to come out. And especially Disney news. Like, Disney does their news like clockwork <laughs> during the week, during business hours. Like, well, you just don't expect to see anything like that. It was so bizarre. So right right when it first happened, I instantly was like, especially on Twitter right now, you can't be for sure if this is an official mm-hmm. person with everybody can get a blue check mark. Um, well, they're going to be able to do it again soon. Right now it's on pause. But <laughs> either way, uh, I wasn't sure. It was, was this really Scott? Did he get hacked? What's ha- I even asked, like, it, did you get hacked? What's happened? I haven't seen any other reports yet. But I'm like, no, Scott's reliable. <laughs> and so uh, I started looking around pretty quickly. And it was very bizarre because I'm like, this is such an odd announcement. And no one saw this coming. Yeah, it's super interesting timing, kind of because what you said, Joel, because literally like if this was three weeks ago, everyone would have known right away that it's, you know, verifiable. But in the last couple of weeks on Twitter, like you can't be for sure. Like there's, I mean, headlines all over, of you know, tweets that weren't actually for sure that, you know, were coming from verified accounts with the new checkmark. So, I mean, I feel like and then you add on top like what Beth was saying with this being at basically 9 p.m., uh, Eastern time Eastern, on, yeah. yeah, on, on a Sunday night. I mean, just, just absolutely insane that Disney as at least the last five, 10 years has never, or at least 99% of the time avoided any new information coming out on weekends like that. 
the only time is sometimes they'll release stuff after the market closes on a Friday, but never ever on a Sunday night. So, and then on top of that, you had the Elton John Disney Plus stream, which had been hyped up pretty highly by the company. A bunch of execs were there, and this this happened like what an hour before that concert was set to go live. So, just insane, insane timing for sure. Yeah, yeah, I read that. So many of them were like finding out while they were there <laughs> on their phones, just reading at the same time. And apparently, Chapek was supposed to announce. And then obviously he didn't. Do you well, think I, he was there? I do. <laughs> he well, read I it, found he out. Got, like ushered <laughs> behind ushered the scenes. So he used to collect your belongings, <laughs> clear out your desk. Or it's more like, email. Bob, I don't think you want to be here right now. We have some news. We're going to talk about this. I don't know. But it is crazy. I, when it, we were watching the live stream of the, the concert on Disney Plus and the, what, the host, if you will, the person that was introduce, introducing Elton John was one of the Dodgers broadcasters. And uh, I, I was like, who, who is this? This is a very odd person to be announcing. <laughs> to make, like, what, what does that have to do with? You Elton there, John's come over final here. Concert. It was very odd. So then it makes sense. That, okay, it was going to be Bob Chapek. Even then it would have been kind of weird because no one likes Bob Chapek. But either way, uh, that would have made more sense for a Disney Plus presentation, right? And so anyways, that makes a lot more sense. And after reading online like oh well they, Bob Chapek just kind of found out right beforehand or at least on Sunday it seems like is when he was told that uh, he was going to be uh, let go, let go, yes. let go. <laughs> he was going to be put back in the vault <laughs> I'm curious to know like who then is the real puppet master behind like who's saying who's who's making these announcements to Chapek and to Iger and like who's saying, okay, well, I think we got to do it now. I mean, obviously this has been planned for months, but to then just like lay it all out there Sunday night, like it has to be the board, right? I think yeah. the board of directors, but they who must have the somebody board, that's you know? assigned as yeah. like, well, you're supposedly, the represent, represented, representative yeah. for the board. Um, I was reading um, in the financial times that said that they were actually trying to, they were trying to campaign to get him out in the summer. This, just this past summer, um, but everything really came to head after their November 8th um, earnings report that they did. And, but apparently, according to the Financial Times, it's Christine McCarthy, who is Ms. Waistline, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who was the one who was like pushing for this to happen. For those that don't know, I think it's important that we explain what <laughs> who Mrs. Waist, who Ms. Waistline is. Yes, Christine McCarthy. So she is the chief financial officer of Disney and uh, was it during an earnings report that she said, I don't remember what it's exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were talking about how they were increasing uh, price for food while decreasing the portions and mentioned that that was okay for some of their guests waistlines, which is very inappropriate. Also, she said something similar about getting exercise with the uh, trams being gone for a year. I believe that was her as well. So (laughs) yeah, we (laughs) so inappropriate. You'd probably need three hands to count how many, borderline inappropriate to fully inappropriate <laughs> comments she's made to the public. I mean, there's a reason they don't have her speak very much. I almost feel like she's using Chapek as a scapegoat for her saying some of these horrible things. Like, Yeah. And it's funny because because McCarthy was seen as, at least from my understanding, was seen as a Chapek girl from the start. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's pretty shocking. I mean, maybe, you know, if, if the tabloids are reporting it, it's obviously clear that she was behind that, but I was pretty shocked to hear that she was behind that. And, and yeah, I feel like to Derek's question earlier, I feel like, you know, Susan and the board, like, I'm sure they have 
HR, PR representatives on hand at all times. And the only reason I can think that they released it, because everyone on Twitter was saying like, oh, they released it because of the stock market, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that has something to do with it, but that's not the main reason. And I think the only reason, the main reason could be is they didn't want this getting leaked. Like they wanted this to be the main thing. And the second you have something as big as like Chapek getting ousted and Iger getting hired, that's going to get leaked somehow. And so I just think they wanted to beat the press to it and and get this out on their own because after Scott tweeted it, I mean, it wasn't five, 10 minutes later that Disney had an official announcement. So that official announcement was ready to go. So I think Disney was just like, crap, we got to get ahead of this before the tabloids get a hold of it. Yeah, I think Scott has some insider. Like, I think he got that information from Disney. I don't yeah, think it was like an so insider. Too. I think it's just like, okay, we're going to be announcing this. Scott, you know, you can put this out here. Just like yeah. how Blog Mickey is like the other person, that other website i feel like that always shares things right at the same time as him um and so i think they sometimes have like a little a little insider knowledge yeah, yeah. Although, yeah scott, I, scott shared on his twitter that he heard at 6 43 p.m yeah. and that was two minutes before it got announced and then he got he was trying to scramble he said for four minutes and then at like 6 47 he got an, another text confirming it so i don't know if disney's going straight to him you know per se right. but i definitely think they're like utilizing him and, and he has you know guaranteed sources so I think Disney was just trying to get out ahead of it by tabloids. I mean like non-official sources. I think Disney can consider Scott and blog Mickey and some of those others, like maybe not official sources, but you know, reliable sources, Scott, I think Scott's a, you know, confirmed source for them. Right. Yeah, And I think for, it was kind of confirmed that you know, I guess we'll go through the timeline here uh, from multiple reports and like people like from New York times and from other reputable sources that uh, Iger was kind of tapped on Friday. So it wasn't that far before saying like being offered this position. And it sounds like there was a quick turnaround from him actually just accepting the position too. So he gets the knowledge on Friday and then JPEG doesn't even know yet. So as soon as he finds out it made sense where they needed to get ahead of, as everyone is saying, get ahead of this news. And so executives and others aren't finding out through Scott Gustin, right? <laughs> Through their Twitter accounts, yeah. <laughs> their burner accounts. You know, for for a brief second, for a little bit of time, uh, I was just thinking, like, I'm definitely not a JPEG fan, but I was like, man, it must suck to know how despised your leadership skills are among, like, the fans of the company that you're there to represent. And just imagine, like, if it was me, I would like go on Twitter and be like, oh my God, like, right. <laughs> this is terrible. Like for like a half a second, I felt bad. And then I read that he got what, 20 million <laughs> of yeah, severance. I'm like, oh, I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> I yeah. would just take that and go to my own private island and be like, see, I don't care. You right. can <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure this is a one-to-one comparison. I'm not trying to say it is, but as a big sports fan, I always look at it like when a coach or a GM, you know, gets fired and like, oh man, that sucks. Like, you know, your GM, like your boss was conspiring against you. And like, clearly the fans all hate you, but they, first of all, you sign up for that job. I mean, when Chapin mm-hmm. got promoted to CEO, you know, he signed up for that. Second of all, he's been making just from base salary alone. He's been making, you know, eight figures for years yeah. and years and years. That's not including like endorsement deals and stock options and all that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, third of all, Beth, like you said, the, the, the severance. So I agree. It sucks, but like, it's not like he, you know, it's not like he was trying to endear himself to the fans in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Yeah. And he he and did he, not care about us. <laughs> right. So I, I slightly feel bad just because, you know, we're all people and we should be passionate towards people getting ridicule, ridiculed. But like, it's, I don't think anyone's calling for Chapek, you know, personally to, you know, something bad to happen to him. And right. if they are, like, screw you. Like, that's an awful thing to right. say. Well, I think most rational fans are just saying, like, he sucked at his job, which is objectively true. And 
he was very much disliked among his employees, which is objectively true. So mm-hmm. yeah, and like Beth said, he's got he's got private island type of money now. So I, I, <laughs> he's fine. For a brief he's okay. second, I felt bad, but I don't. I I ninety nine percent of me does not feel bad in the slightest, unless you know I'm seeing personal attacks, which I haven't seen any. I mean, I I think that he partly also got beat at his own game, you know, because I mean, according to what I've been seeing online with like um, Wastelands McCarthy, is that um, he wanted to use her as his scapegoat for mm-hmm. some of the financial well, yeah. right and yeah. so she probably got wind of that and probably you know one upped him and you know just went ahead and did her thing and and, and here or we she are. saw the writing on the wall and it's like yeah. you know, i'm gonna get ahead of this um and i know like maybe she thought if he's going then i could very well be going too mm-hmm. yeah yeah really That's a great- think of them both of the same mm-hmm that and it is interesting, though, Dave. Um, I'm glad you guys brought that up. Yeah, no, I was just going to add how um, one other thing that I heard that she mentioned is that like he he couldn't he couldn't like um, lead a room of his like executives. Like no one had respect for him to to listen to him. Like he he just wasn't a great leader, apparently. And so it's just weird how all this stuff just comes out of the woodwork now that you know the floodgates have opened. Mm-hmm. No, it's a really good point too. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry, oh Joel. You have to gosh. cut this. Look at that! Wow, the man of the hour, <laughs> and slowly coming on. We got. Some I was just shots. about to send him the. <laughs> I was about to send him the, the login information again. Well, it looks like we have Matt joining us here. I'll add. I'll add to my to Derek's point, and while Matt's getting situated. Um, yeah, Derek, I really like that point you brought up, and Joel, you too, because I mean, we saw this with Chapek cutting Peter Rice and the tabloids. From what they were saying is. He cut Peter Rice because Peter Rice wasn't, you know, going along with what Chapek wanted. He was still loyal to Bob Iger. And so if Chapek is starting this um, culture of just cutting people that aren't, you know, on his side, like nobody that runs a billion dollar conglomerate is going to have everyone on their side. And so, yeah, maybe Wastelines and others, you know, off the board, higher execs that weren't on the board. were also seeing this cutthroat industry. And I mean, I'm sure they're saying two can play at that game. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Well. Hey, welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining. Chapek looks like a ball sack with a beard. <laughs> there it is. And there <laughs> it is. And good night. Cheers. Until our okay, next you guys, you guys gave me for about like five to ten minutes before I have to leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Matt's here, you know, we were going over the introductions of like how this got, led to this point and really the announcements and the timeline and everything. Before we really get into our feelings, maybe of Iger and Chapek. I wanted to preface that I don't believe that any of us are like really wearing rose tinted glasses. Um, I know a lot of people will kind of st- think that when we're praising Iger here. So I want to point out, Hey, none of us have rose tinted glasses on. I think it's important that I stress that all of us are aware that Bob Iger is and was not perfect. Um, we've complained about things that have happened under his watch. Surely. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, while we're very excited and we're going to get into that, uh, we understand that Hey, he still comes with his own faults. And as we'll get into it, uh, there is a level of passion, empathy, and understanding of Disney's fan base that Chapek did not get. And that's where I'm just extremely stoked with Iger's return. There's my big thing is that he just knows how to talk to people and bring the morale up of the cast members and I think it, it's great for the, the partnerships that he builds with other companies and uh, acquisitions and everything like that. Iger is obviously a very strong quality leader that JPEG was not. 
Yeah, and I, I said this exact same thing to Sean yesterday is that I don't expect Iger to come in and just wipe away everything that JPEG did. I mean, he might make some changes, yes, but I'm not anticipating he's like, okay, we're going to toss out Genie Plus, we're going to toss out reservations, we're going to toss, you know, every single decision. But I, I'm excited to feel like a guest again, as opposed to just a wallet that is there to be dry and then, you know, almost feel like I am uh, a nuisance to be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've given us your An money. Unfavorable attendance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, is that is that Iger exactly like you said. He knows how to talk to the fans. He knows how to make us feel like guests. I've always been willing to pay Disney prices because of the way I feel when I'm there. I feel welcome. I feel like this feels like home. I, like I know it's all manufactured, but it works, and I feel it. <laughs> when you know when Chapek was there. I didn't. I just. I literally felt like I'm here taking up space. The cast members are stressed. They are. There's not enough coverage for their shifts. You know, lines are long because they're not. They're not having enough staffing, and so yeah. It's. I'm not expecting Iger to come in and just fix all the wrongs that we feel Chapek did. I'm just expecting him to come in and make me feel welcome again. So you didn't need that friendly reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I I 100% agree with Beth, and and I mean I'm a Iger fanboy. I have an Iger book, and most of my videos like I I love Iger. But the reason 90% or 80% of my excitement yesterday was not because Iger's coming back. It's because I feel like the company that I love made the right decision in getting rid of Chapek. Mm-hmm. Like the hard of, decision. Yeah. yeah, the hard decision. Like I don't like Chapek and whatever. I don't think he's great at all. But like when the board renewed him, I was just like, man, like that means the board also is on board with him, and so. Yeah, just seeing that decision get made and 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 the company that I love making what I feel like is the right call, no matter who they brought in, it could be Iger or whoever else. Like, I'm just excited that the company I love made the right call. And so I don't feel like, you know, everyone in the company was agreeing with Chapek. I feel like now I kind of feel like Chapek was kind of this rogue um, guy, you know, doing his own thing. Well, it's probably not, you know, accurate, but that's just how I feel. And I 100% like the point that Beth made too about paying more money to feel wanted. And that's what I feel like a lot of the Chapek like, fans don't get is like, he might be making the right decision by the book, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision. You know, like, like fans aren't by the book. Like Beth is a great example of what most fans probably are, that if you feel wanted and you feel like you're cared for, you're more willing to spend money. And that's what, you know, Chapek failed to see. So um, that's my thoughts, but I want to hear what Matt has to say. Matt, what do you think? Well, <laughs> well, we're back to the days of him laying on the bed. Oh, yeah, he's lounging. He's- <laughs> uh, it's because I was doing my work on my laptop and I was just like, OK, I'll grab the microphone. I'll drop on for like 10, 15 minutes, about 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just OK. I agree with what you said about like, I don't expect Iger to come in and literally be the miracle worker. I'm not expecting to see any sort of like big results for at least a year if even that my biggest thing is that we saw how Iger ran the company in the years uh, prior to JPEG and it felt like there was creativity I felt like things were thriving underneath him and then it's just like JPEG comes in and we go from this hey so we're gonna do everything that we can do to like foster creativity in this company but we're going to just completely turn it now where we're going to go from making things creative to where we're going to come up with creative ways to make money. Mm-hmm. That's a really and good way to say it. Yeah. I'm so tired of literally being nickeled and dimed around every corner. It's, it's tiring. 
and you see it so much now so i'm hoping at this point like it's one thing if you're going to nickel and dime me but if you're going to nickel and dime me at least make it worth what i'm paying for and at mm -hmm. this point it's not because that's what chapek has literally whittled this company down to is i am paying out my ass and i'm not getting nearly half the product that i used to get at a cheaper price or less yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that, that we get some sort of like turnaround on that. And that's like one of my biggest hopes here. But I also hope he does go through and like cleans house and gets rid of people that he knows don't deserve to be in the company. I mean, he's already started. Well, he's already doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, and I'm going to say it again right here. And this is for all of those Josh tomorrow fanboys. <laughs> Your man is the man behind the curtain. Just saying. <laughs> the man behind the <clears throat> curtain he is the wizard of oz i really oz. wouldn't have any love lost with tomorrow i mean i said this on twitter too but like he kind of lost me during the the parks um presentation at the expo i was like you know this is this is a lot of fluff and, and there's really no heart to it it's like just piping out stuff mm -hmm. for the sake of piping it out and there, there was no real real content to it so the, the man just you know. walks around and looks pretty for pictures but doesn't actually do yeah. anything well on the thing with him though he he is great with the cast and so the the cast the team love him not not just because he's pretty though it's also because he he says the right things and that's that's half the goal but he has to deliver but and so while we're he makes maybe some of the cast feel valued and those type of things um, where it's it's taking it's going on too long. We're now we're starting to see it that, hey, we're not seeing the results with the actual product of the exactly. resorts. And we're seeing like he's just I mean, he's going hand in hand with all these changes that maybe it's coming down the line with Bob Chapek, but he is not creating any new value for the, his guest. And it really it is for him to run those parks. You may get a direction from Chapek of what he wants and how to get get as much money as possible, but uh, this isn't going in. It wasn't going in the right direction. Well, and it's just how you said that he's good at talking to the cast members and keeping morale up. And it's just like I said on Twitter. Remember when Hans first came to Arendelle, he was totally <laughs> schmoozing his way in with Anna. And then at the very end, he tried to murder her. Okay, but one. why? Because the trolls <laughs> tried to murder her sister. Well, I'm just going to say. Uh, Josh tomorrow is just Josh tomorrow is just the Hans of the Walt Disney. Don't company. make me don't make me get into the Hans thing. He's, he's just can, gonna he's just gonna schmooze his way in there. And at the very your, end, he's gonna murder you in a blizzard. You can have your tomorrow opinions. That's fine, but Hans was screwed over. Okay, we're gonna have a whole episode on this one. I will break it entirely. down for you. There you guys. go. I uh, I'm not as harsh as Matt. I 100 agree and have been vocal that I do not like what Josh Tomorrow and Jeff Volley and Ken Potrock, who are the presidents of Disney World and Disneyland respectively, the resorts. I have not liked it all what they've done. And I feel like they don't catch enough blame. With that being said, I do think that the next six to 12 months will be very telling. With how much with how much uh, power is the wrong word, but with how much you know freedom and accountability they had respectively with Chapek in charge now that he's gone if we're still seeing the same you know crap um at the parks then i'm 100 on board with matt but i think that i'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt at least short term because like joel said we don't know we have no clue if all of their decisions were being axed by you know Chapek or if none of them were and they had full freedom full control so i think we'll find out i hope we'll find out in the next you know six to 12 months how much freedom they have now that's a good point. I mean, they may be um, able to thrive under Iger and, and really, you know, demonstrate why they're in the roles that they are, if they are able to stick around. But 
you know, just going back to Iger though, I think like, you know, he has both, right? He can walk the walk and talk the talk. And it's just so weird how like night and day it is coming from yesterday and then seeing his email to like staff and the cast members. Like, oh my gosh, I you can just feel right. <laughs> like I literally turned out. I'm like, oh my God, he understands. And he is, he's there. It's authentic. It it, it's <laughs> sincere. It's genuine. It's, it's so Disney. And it's, it is just like what you needed to hear to motivate people and bring that morale up. Like he has it, and that's just what's been missing. As much as Chapek tried, like you can see that he sometimes tried to be empathetic and say the right thing, but it never came out. No, he just had his foot in his mouth the whole yeah. time. Chapek like is a guy his... that has gone to too many leadership summits, yeah, and took everything that they said at those leadership summits to heart and said it out loud to his fan base. <laughs> yeah, that stuff that's supposed to remain that's a good internal way to put it. with your executives, so we don't talk about the synergy machine. To your to your fans, right? Yeah. And that's that's a, for me a big problem with Chapek. Like, do I disagree with a lot of stuff he's implemented? Yeah, absolutely. But the bigger issue I have with him is just what you guys were talking about: is that he doesn't the way he speaks. That's just not how a CEO should be speaking. Like, that's not when you're the forefront spokesman for your company. Whether you think those things are true or not, there's just some things that that need to be kept private. And so many people be like, oh well, yeah, but they were said, you know, during investor meetings and all that, blah, blah, blah. That's still public like information. Those are still calls that the fans listen to. And and in this day and age of Twitter and, and, and clickbait, all of that is going to get out and it's going to be, you know, put into articles immediately the day after. So yeah, as much as Chapek, you know, we can argue if he was good or bad at his job. I think he was awful. But even if he was good at his job, technically, he was horrendous at, talent management at fan you know management at all of that and that's yeah, any, half of his job if not more yeah any sort of like guest facing thing he was he was not great oh, at remember him no. at the at the opening of avengers campus it was <laughs> oh, that was so awkward it was like watching a robot <laughs> it was like an animatronic too i was gonna say is if we are gonna keep josh tomorrow around that's fine but can somebody teach him to not smile like he's gonna murder you <laughs> it's the eyes. Every time I see a picture of it, it looks like he's about to kill someone. <laughs> he's coming for you, Matthew. Well, and, and Iger has already started to like restructure things. Um, we just got the word today. What right? He let go of Kareem Daniel. Yes. Um, um, but I have to say that I was reading this quote from Iger when he was talking about kind of how they're going to be restructuring things, and the quote that he said was. Um, that they're going to have a new structure that puts more decision-making back into the hands of our creative teams and rationalizes costs. So, you know, before it kind of just all funneled through Chapek and his core group of people. And it's, it's good to see that, you know, Iker wants to, to put it back out into the hands of the creatives, the people who know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going in with like the creative stuff and everything, a lot of the, the business speak to this and not just theme parks, a lot of this has to do with, you know, a lot of this earnings comes from Disney Plus, their streaming and what they're saying, you know, the the D to C, the, the direct to consumer products where it just isn't they don't see a plan for the future, how they're going to have this renewable, renewable growth mm -hmm. over time with the current structure of uh, like Disney Plus and their streaming and everything else and how they currently get their entertainment out. So Kareem Daniel, he was the chairman of Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution. Um, and he was the right-hand man for Bob Chapek. So I can see why Iger would want him out and really look at a new way to kind of look at their streaming services and how they get their entertainment out. 
if you look at, you know, a lot of people are talking about the p- potential of like acquiring Netflix and, and other mm-hmm. big streaming services where some are making great points where it wouldn't make sense for them to take on another juggernaut like a Netflix. It's too saturated out there. There's too many of these streamers out there. It, it's too much um, where there needs to be less services out there. And so it would make sense for them to take over some of the smaller Peacock, streaming services, Tubi, whatever they're called, the, the D2Cs, yeah, <laughs> to, to take over the, the smaller ones that aren't going to make it because they don't have enough content. So it's not like Disney needs to have Netflix worthy content or that much. They just need to have to take on some more of the content that they can have on their own platforms. It doesn't have to all be on Disney Plus. This is just me thinking, but they definitely need to there'll probably be some more acquisitions because their current status of the world of streaming is not going to work in the long haul. And I think Disney and Iger especially knows needs to get in front of it. Just like how Iger was very big on, he was the first one to talk about pulling movies from the theaters. That was before the pandemic. And he was talking about, Hey, we need to start getting movies directly out to like having it out the theater and streaming at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and everyone thought that was ludicrous and ridiculous. And of course, and the movie <laughs> chains did not like that. What's that, Beth? I said, and here we are. <laughs> and here uh, we are. It really right? happened at like 30 days and it's back on the... Way ahead of the time. I was going to so, say, though, too, how you were talking about like the content on Disney Plus, too. I'm hoping that they do start to see a little bit more creativity, I guess you would say. Because to be honest, a lot of some of these movies are start, that are starting to come out on Disney Plus... I'm starting to get a lot of um, like Bambi 2 and Cinderella 3 vibes on some of these videos. And Disney Channel these vibes. Movies. Yeah, like King so, one and a half. Yeah, I'm starting to get, you know, Cinderella <laughs> 3, a twist in time over here. Uh, I wish we would start getting a little bit more. I, I get it straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. But some of them have been kind of hard to watch lately. Yeah, and a lot of it's getting right into like kind of Disney Channel programming because they're going to reduce the what's going to Disney Channel, and the new stuff that's coming is what you would normally have on Disney Channel, which was already that like sequel, mm-hmm. you know, direct to video quality stuff. And they need to have like, hey, we just kind of reached the peak of television, the golden era or age of television. Right. And I now mean, you're putting out this stuff again that it just isn't going to cut it. Let, let's be honest. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 had uh, coming soon to Disney DVD vibes <laughs> to it. And I yeah. kind of felt that way with Disenchanted too. I haven't I watched it yet, it. but I, I haven't watched it yet. I liked it, but it didn't feel like the first one. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. This is super interesting combo because I feel like Disney's at a crossroads with this where, you know, Disenchanted 2 and I don't know as much about Hocus Pocus 2, but definitely Disenchanted and, or sorry, yeah, Disenchanted and some of these others have crazy high budgets. But if they're going straight to Disney Plus, or even if they're only in theatrical windows for 30 days, Disney's not recouping their money. And so I know they're losing a crap ton of money on streaming. I personally don't think, to Joel's point, I don't think that they would or that Iger would buy Netflix only because of the Fox debt. Like Iger is obviously known as someone that will acquire um, talent. He's even said that like he's not, talented himself so he's going to acquire that talent to do it for him but with that debt from from fox i don't think they'll be buying anything in the next two years and that's all Iger has knock on wood he'll probably end up staying three or four <laughs> knowing Iger. but uh so i don't think they'll acquire netflix but it's a really interesting point to like like what is like what is Iger going to do if anything like is nothing going to change is a lot going to change like i would well, love to hear you know, your guys thoughts on what he's what what will actually happen tangibly they still have all of this content 
that they haven't released on Disney Plus. Right. They have they have all of the old Disneyland episodes, you know, from when Walt was there. Like I that's yep. the stuff I want to see on there. I want to see um the parades. Go go film the parades. Go film the fireworks. Put them on there so people can go back and you know how much I love them. that harmonious live thing. Yeah, I don't even right? like harmonious, but yeah. I love that. But the quality of production was so good. It was so unique when they had all of the people singing. Like stuff like that. They literally have so much of that already filmed and already, you know, in their yep. vault. And it's not difficult for them to, you know, just put that stuff on there. Like, is the Disney like Christmas parade going to be on Disney Plus? I hope so. That's like a yeah. perfect place to put it, right? Let's see if Iger will do that. Cause I I mean Iger had a huge hand in Disney Plus, but he, you know, left within a couple months of it being launched. So I don't know if he had a big hand on what's actually out there. So is there a reason why that stuff's not on there already? Like maybe there's a reason, but all that park stuff and then like a bunch of the classics, like, you know, they still have to figure out stuff with Sony and like some of the Spider-Man movies. So I feel like that's a good point, Beth. Maybe that would be what Iger focuses on as relation to Disney Plus, where instead of buying Netflix or one of these smaller, like, you know, D2Cs or buying any D2C, maybe he'll just focus on just getting all of everything that Disney already owns and they don't need to reproduce. They don't need to spend much money on it other than maybe buying out some rights to it and just get that all on Disney plus and let that be the, you know, flow for Disney plus for a while. Now, see, you're not going to get, you're not going to get any of that kind of stuff anytime soon. The only thing you're probably going to see in the near future is something stupid like Airbud versus Beverly Hills Chihuahua. That sounds dope to me. <laughs> man. I'm all on board that. They need to pipe out some like travel channel type stuff yes, for the, for the yes. like that style that the the way that the channel runs or like hgtv type stuff like you mean how it used to run how it used to run yeah Dare, Dare used tlc <laughs> and, and more of like <laughs> Why not? the imagineering stuff like those were really good or the the mickey mouse i don't know if you guys watched the mickey mouse documentary yet, but i've heard good things it was really good and they like touched base on like real the things like yeah. yeah, and I was like, wow, that's I was impressed by that. So like more of that kind of stuff and, you know, less But honestly too, movies. like if if they doubled down on like making these sequels and reboots like real caliber stuff, then I'd be all for it, but it it, it does feel as if like people will start to lose trust in Disney the announcing product. these stuff. Yeah, the product because it's starting to feel cheap and it's kind of doing a disservice to like the big names that they're putting attached to these movies, you know, that, oh, wow, Amy Adams or, you know, Bette Midler. And and here they are in movies that feel as if they don't live up That's to literally what I said no. about Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it yeah. was it was, hey, <laughs> Bette Midler sang in the first one. We need to find a way to make her sing in the second one. But hey, mm-hmm. let's do this. Let's make her sing twice and actually not have <laughs> it play any point to the story. Yeah, I'm worried we're getting into the 70s era and early 80s era of Disney and like the lack of animation. Oh my God, (laughs) if they start bringing back, uh, what's her name from all those damn specials you made us watch? Oh yeah. Uh, um, Oh my God, what's her name? that's what i want i want I more out. of those give me these like i'm I, i'm with you beth give me <laughs> some more sandy duncan i cannot i cannot watch another sequel of what was it the the heart of the truest believer or whatever oh my <laughs> gosh but do you remember the one where they were like <laughs> to new orleans square and they were like dancing in those outfits that was like, I, I wish i did that was them. so good john's like has no idea what we're talking about <laughs> oh man where are we going with this 
Disney yeah, specials. So we need more of them know. on Disney Plus. We're we're giving Iger ideas. <laughs> I love this, but I want to hear what you guys think about like what might change, like outside of the you know film, like no, I don't mean just parks, but like parks and like management and stuff like that. Do you think you guys think anything's going to change or not? Outside of parks or well, like park management, like reservations, all that stuff, but also mm-hmm. like bigger bigger picture stuff, like annual passes, you know, price, all that stuff. I think we'll see Magic Keys come back just to be how they were before, like in terms of like annual passes. I, I truly do because I, I feel like they they've created their own problem that isn't mm-hmm. making anything better. I, I don't know how closely anymore Iger is going to be focused on theme parks like he was, even though he showed that he had a, a passion for it. And may, and I think part of the issues we had with Chapek from before when it was under Iger was due to Iger allowing Chapek to kind of run it himself and Iger taking a step back on the park stuff. So hopefully Iger come in and see the issues that are currently being faced in the parks. And that all comes with the infrastructure more so than, yeah, we need new rides. We need new attractions and lands and stuff, but it really comes to the infrastructure and and the challenges it is to get to the parks. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, my, rides and attractions right now are like on the bottom of my wish list <laughs> what i want is ease ease to ease to you know get into the parks ease to you know okay maybe you keep reservations i don't know if they're getting rid of those but let's have the the parks actually staffed appropriately so that you know the, the lines aren't super long and cast members aren't struggling and let's figure out how to make things a little bit more streamlined so that the, the guests even if they're paying more for it, the guest experience is back to what it was. Absolutely. Well, what do you think, Sean? How are they going to do that? I don't know. If, I mean, I think they could remove reservations and it wouldn't really matter because it doesn't really do anything for yeah. them. Except, I mean, if you're busy every day, then you know what you need to staff for every day. It's not like it's ranging from 10,000 to 45,000 guests. Get rid of the zero tier. It's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's an incredible question. I honestly have no clue. And that part of me is part of that is why it excites me so much. Like I'm even if Iger does nothing, like I'm pumped to just, you know, see where the company's going to be at. I personally think that he'll he'll because he cares about fans so much. I think he's going to get rid of those some of those things that Chapek really cared about uh, numbers wise. And I mean, numbers wise, like they gave him info on a spreadsheet. So I think they'll get rid of park hopping restrictions. I think that I don't know if they'll get rid of park reservations fully but i'm pretty confident that they will get rid of them for like park day holders and like on property guests like pretty similar how disneyland paris does it where the only people that have reservations are annual pass holders i think that he'll do something similar to that maybe not that exactly but and i don't know if it's going to be immediate it might be you know four or five months down the road but i think that Iger knows i mean we've seen already in, in within two days he, he cares about you know feelings as dumb as that sounds so i think i think some of those basic things will get changed um, I don't know. I, I probably agree with you, Joel. I don't think anything in terms of like park management is going to change in particular. I mean, like I feel like ride downtime has been greater than before and stuff like that. I don't think any of that's going to change, um, but I would love it to. Uh, I would love it to, but I, I, I do think that he'll probably make some, he'll probably make some changes like getting rid of park hopping because the only the restrictions, I mean, because the only thing that does was gave more info and data for Chapek, but that Iger's proven that he doesn't care about that. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll see stuff like that. Yeah, I really think the ride downtimes will change with 
having the staffing that's necessary. But in order Correct. to get to that staffing, right. right, it's not just a Disney issue. It's the industry-wide sure. issue. It's it's the sure. world we live in. But in, there are ways for them, like, increasing pay or making yes. it more attractive to work there. Or just hire CM that. morale, to your point earlier, Joel. Right. Just, just make the CMs feel better, and they're going to try harder. One of my biggest reasons why I do think there is so much downtime is because Disney furloughed all of their staff. And so all the staff you have now is either low morale or they're kind of new to their job, but they're not getting the adequate training that they need because there's not enough people to train them. And those trainers aren't, you know, don't have high morale and aren't getting paid enough. And so hopefully that'll change. And as time goes on and the morale increases, I think we will see less ride, ride downtime. Uh, but that might just be wishful thinking. I don't well, know. I really think the downtimes is, I could be completely wrong and I'll, I'll take it if I am. But if, I really think it's because of the facilities. If you're shorthanded, you're shorthanded in facilities or maintenance, and they have to defer to just safety. And they go down to they get rid of show. We're not concerned about the show as much right now. We're just need to make sure that our rides are safe. And yep. so that's why you'll see like Splash Mountain, where everything the ride system lights are off and animatronics are working. Yeah, <laughs> the show limits are not working, and it breaks down because it's working as designed. Like it will break down if something doesn't work correctly, but they're not going in to repair those things as often that would prevent those things from occurring or for those downtimes to occur. Yeah, it comes with more staffing, which will come with time. It comes with more experience, which will come with time because everyone was furloughed and and you know a lot of people left. And it'll come with higher pay and higher morale. And I do think those last two things Iger will bring in. Beth is already, you know, all of us have talked a lot about the morale being raised. So I'm optimistic about that. But specifically, I think you'll get rid of park hopping restrictions. He might get rid of reservations. We'll see, though. I'm, I'm curious on that one. Well, this is a good I point. I think Genie Plus will go. You think so? I'm not. I'm skeptical on that. I think that they will increase the price point so that not everyone is trying to use it at the same time. More like kind of what Universal does, kind of a higher price point. So it's more, it is more of a perk rather than a tax to enjoy the park. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy that you brought that up, Derek, because. <laughs> Are you waving at Joel? Matt, Matt said he had to go. Oh, so we're waving. Yeah. We're all waving Matt. Matt. I, have to go, so. I thought we were just like waving to people. Bye, Matthew. My final comments. <laughs> Welcome back, Bob. Other Bob. Amen. I hope the uh, door hits you on your way out. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, right. Matt. Bye. Bye, Matt. Uh, yeah, Derek, I'm really happy you brought up Genie Plus because one thing that I was talking about the other day is that the reason we even have Genie Plus is because Iger, or I'm sorry, because Chapek and to a more extent, uh, Demaro wanted to put their own stamp on things. And so they basically scrapped the FastPass system and COVID gave them a reason to do that. And mm -hmm. they reintroduced the same system that was there before max pass and put it at both coasts and just made it worse but they yes. wanted their stamp on it now that's not fact like i'm you know i'm just assuming but that seems like the case that tomorrow and chapek wanted their stamp on it so now that chapek's gone like does Iger just bring back fast pass like i highly doubt it like that's probably not the case but he still he has to make the board of directors happy system? he still has to make the board happy and and i think they are happy with the genie plus because it shows yeah. There's all this extra money they're getting that is basically free money for the company. So I yeah, think I don't think the money's going away, but like, will he bring back Max Pass? Like, will he get rid of the Genie Plus name? I 100% mm -hmm. agree with you. They can't, they can't turn away now. The ship has already turned too much to go back to free Fast Pass, but you can absolutely introduce a paid system that's 100 times better. And, and that's what I mean in terms of like the format of how it works, because no one uses free Genie Plus. I mean, 
you know, yeah, the, the yeah, program yeah. of like there using it to navigate through the park is it sucks. The only time you're going to use it is to pay for a lightning lane or something. And so I think that's going to revamp itself. But I don't know, you know, whatever happens, I, I, I know something will happen just from knowing Iger and, and knowing, you Personally? know, he was. Well, we all know Iger. <laughs> Are you guys best friends? We all know him personally. Yeah, that's our know. boy. It's our boy. Well, I was just going to say, like, he was brave enough to be the one to say, you know, we need to do something to change DCA, you know, and and that and that was a bold move that he had to put yeah. in place. And so if he could do something like that, he can do something as trivial as removing the park hopping thing, you know, like there's yeah. things that will happen. And so it's just why it's so such a hopeful time right now. Exciting because, you know, we were all in a place where we couldn't even like have these like armchair imaginary ideas um and here we are now just kind of brainstorming and having fun with it so like even that in itself is so awesome <laughs> so right? exciting yeah uh, about uh two months ago or maybe three months ago now joel joel was on my uh, podcast and joel and i went completely struck out in every way shape and form on our predictions for d23 <laughs> so in honor of joel and i completely striking out on our predictions i would love to hear from all three of you if you think that park hopping will go Reservations will go and Genie Plus will go. And like, wh what do you think on all three of those? I think Genie Plus will be revamped in some way. So I don't think it'll go away completely, but they're going to do something to revamp it to either make it more streamlined um, so it's a little bit easier to use, or they're going to increase the price so that less people are using it, but it's more of a benefit as opposed to just like a thing that you have to like do in order to enjoy your day. Um, I think I do think they'll get rid of park hopping restrictions. I don't think they do anything for anybody, and it's pointless and it's frustrating to have to deal with uh, reservations. I don't know. I think that they, I think that they may stick around for a while, maybe as they're like revamping and up, upping their their cast and their staffing, and then I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see it go away or similar to what you said maybe they'll do it just for annual pass holders but if you're staying at the park you know if you're staying at a resort you don't need it why 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 make everyone jump through so many extra right. hoops to, to spend their money on you so you think genie plus revamped park hopping restrictions gone mm -hmm. and and reservations revamped yeah, I think reservations will be revamped. Stick around for a little while as they're trying to increase their staffing because I do think that Iger's going to try to like increase their staffing levels as best as he can. Um, and then maybe we'll see those change a bit, change it up. Great. Derek? I mean, essentially the same. I mean, as far as staffing, I think that's already been the gauge to, to up and down the reservation system. So I feel um, that yes they'll you know go away with park hopping like that doesn't really serve a purpose for anybody um reservations will stay genie plus yes as i think will be revamped um to something similar more like what we're used to from the past i am gonna go with genie plus is going to be revamped it's going to see uh, I would kind of how beth is saying it's going to be increased in cost however i think they could find a little happy medium by cutting down the number of people that are using it, not just by increasing the cost, but like, let's say we make it $45, they make it $50, not like 89, 90 bucks, but let's say a $45 cost to do it. And they restrict the number of people that can do it. Cause right now they're not restricting it as many people as that want to do it can join. They'll just say, Hey, just so you know, check the wait times because you may be signing up for this and paying for it and have no availability. So 
I think that could be revamped. I think park uh, park hopping is going to be removed. Uh, and then I'm going to say, or restrictions, restrictions right? on park yeah. hopping. <laughs> no more God park forbid, could you? <laughs> it's out of here. <laughs> Man. Ooh. Reservations, I think. I'm going to put it uh, out there that it's going to remain for the entirety of Bob Iger's time. And it will be, as soon as he's about to leave, he will announce they will be removed and that he will allow for a successor to deal with those reservations being gone at that point. Wow. Okay. So we're all, we're basically all in agreement. Genie plus is getting revamped, right? Like we yes. all, yeah. yeah. I do think too, I will add to, to Joel's point, if they raise the price of Genie plus, that will kind of self-regulate the system with too many people using it. Cause right now there's no reason not to get it. And also there's just, there's some tweaks that need to be made. Like one, one ride max per day. Like that needs to be tweaked. So yes, you edit your time. <laughs> so, and that's what all the max pass gave you. So I think there'll be some tweaks to it on top of the price. And then, yeah, we're all in agreement. Restrictions will be gone. The reservations is the only one that we're not we're not all fully in agreement with. That's interesting. I definitely think they need to get rid of reservations for hotel guests because there's already such little perks. I agree with you Disneyland, there. Especially Disneyland. There's already such little perks. And on top of that, I probably shouldn't put this out into the public as a TA, but I'm going to. There's a very, very easy and obvious hack to get a reservation if you don't already have it. And it involves... Uh, on property hotel and most anyone that goes to Disneyland can figure out this hack and it doesn't cost any money. And it's just absurd to me that a system that can screw so many first time visitors, but can be completely worked around if you're a local or if you even remotely know the system. And so, yeah, I, yeah. So I hate reservations. I think they're probably the worst of the three and I hate all three. So I hope the reservations are tweaked or gone soon, but Joel, you might be right. Unfortunately. Well, and f- at, at its current state, the reservations aren't affecting me greatly. Like, there's never really a time that I can't get a reservation. Do I have to look again? Yeah. Do I have to spend hours refreshing? No. But I do come back and check at like 10 p.m. Oh, look, it's there. Great. I can check. Yeah. I can get it now. But that's a pain in the butt still. So, obviously, that's not a good system. But I just – it's not making it enough where I'm like, it has to go. Yeah. It's not really affecting me greatly. However, you're right. The – hotels just in general they, their value needs to come back and they need to add yeah hey, if you if you're going to stay here you have reservations 100%. yeah and i get that they can't there's no there's no reason or or way for them to lower the hotel prices because joel to your point they still have a board to answer to they can't just lower hotel prices the supply or the demand is there but right. if you're lacking supply and you have high demand and you can't r- r- lower your prices why not introduce a free perk like disneyland paris that's the same thing if you're on property, you don't worry about reservations. Disney World would every hotel, every value hotel would be sold out every single night if they introduced that. Like it makes no sense to me not to do that. And uh, but while you were talking, Joe, I thought of something else. If they got rid of park hopping, like what's so you're just getting a reservation for either park or at Disney World, you're just getting a reservation for all four parks. How would that work, especially at Disney World now where they're pricing every park, you know, differently? Oh, it would just still be a, a reservation just to go to one of the parks and you can go to any of the parks because that and you way just they immediately can, park up. Yeah, because this will just prevent. I mean, they have data. They understand maybe the percentages of how many more go to one park than the other. Did you guys ever have the flex pass? Yeah, that was, that was my wife and I's pass. I loved last it. Year it was there. Yeah, First that year was, was there. it was so great. But they had a similar thing where you could either pick both parks or they would tell you, oh, only this park is open and you won't be able to park hop. So they kind of had that thing as well. That's another thing I would like to see. Okay, so reservations are here to stay, but 
the flex pass had good to go days. days yes. that they know we're going to be slow already. Just put those in where you don't Bring have to make back. motivation. Yep. These days are going to be it's slow. So said. just yep. go. Yeah. yeah. That, that ticks every box. You keep the board happy. You keep investors happy. You keep, you make fans happy and you keep your reservations or your uh, yeah reservations around while still allowing guests to have flexibility. And that pushes people to the weekdays, which Disney has clearly been trying to mm-hmm. do because you just make like Tuesday through Thursday, a good to go day. And the yeah. second it gets too busy, okay, it's not a good to go day anymore. Like that, that seems easy to me. Yeah. And I like your idea about the hotel perk because honestly, like why would you be staying there if you weren't to go to the park? You know, like it just seems like an Especially obvious thing. Yeah. yeah. Disney world, maybe you're not, but Disneyland, you're for sure going there. I mean, unless you're, you know, going with Beth's itinerary from our last podcast where she, <laughs> she just stays at the hotel. She didn't listen to spoilers, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, yes, you're just going for the hotel stay. But, you know, normal guests would go to the, stay at the hotel. Did you call me abnormal? <laughs> yeah, I did kind of call, call you that. You know Derek, you are. You should not throw this idea into the universe because with the freaking poly expansion at Magic Kingdom, the DVC tower. I feel like they're just banking on people <laughs> staying at the hotels and not going to the park. Oh, right. So don't throw <laughs> oh, that out. No. Yeah, I take that back. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked a lot about how we're feeling very optimist, optimistic of the future now for Disney. And we were talking about so much about how Iger is helping with Cass Morel, saying the right thing, showing his empathy. I did want to share the email um, in case you haven't read it or heard about it. Um, you know, this was the email that he did send to every cast member um, and, and employees uh, with the Disney company. And I think this really says kind of encapsulates our feelings well. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's not that long. But here's the last two paragraphs of it. I know this company has asked so much of you during the past three years, and these times certainly remain quite challenging. But as you have heard me say before, I am an optimist. And if I learned one thing from my years at Disney, it is that even in the face of uncertainty, perhaps especially in the face of uncertainty, our employees and cast members achieve the impossible. You'll be hearing more from me and your leaders tomorrow and in the weeks ahead. In the meantime, allow me to express my deep gratitude for all that you do. Disney holds a special place in the hearts of the people around the globe thanks to you and your dedication to the company and its mission to bring joy to people through great storytelling is an inspiration to me every single day. Hello. Uh, we would not ever hear anything like that from Bob. <laughs> no. Sure. God, no. He may try to say that something like that, but it would not sound genuine and it would not feel real. And I, I feel like this seems try and say that. No, that's I don't think right. you feel comfortable saying that. It would be very awkward and the... he'd have his arms out sideways. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, we like just have to get more hardcore. I don't yeah. even blame, I mean, I agree, but I don't blame him for being a robot. I don't even feel like, I don't even feel like the last two er- years of Disney, you know, management would even try and put something out like that. It just, it didn't feel like, it just felt like they were treating Disney like a, you know, tech conglomerate, not the Walt mm-hmm. Disney company. So maybe I'm wrong and I'm being too pessimistic, but I, yeah, I just feel like even if it's all talk, Joel, you put this on Twitter last night and I 100% agreed with it. I, everyone should go check out that tweet. This could be 100% fluff and BS. And it still doesn't matter because this is what you have to put out as a CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Like you have a family feelings based company. This should be the message every time. And Chapek dropped the easiest ball. Chapek had a one foot putt and he missed it. Like, and Iger has been on the job for one day. Actually, I'm assuming his paycheck didn't even start until, you know, today, which by the way, we should also (laughs) talk about how fantastic it is that he's only taking a million dollar salary. But anyways, his job didn't even start until today and he was already, you know, ahead of the curve last night. So 
I'm yeah, I'm all aboard that message. Go check out Joel's tweet because you put it perfectly. <laughs> it's just fantastic that yeah, Ch- that Iger knows even if it's BS, he knows what the fans and the CMs want and need to hear. But you know, I don't even think it's like he may not be able to deliver, but I I feel like he actually believes what he says. Like he he feels it, and that's his intention, regardless of how it turns out. You know, and so that's what's so great about hearing it from him. It's almost as if I could hear like the fireworks music in the background like those words were like attached to the, the fireworks the next show, fireworks show yeah. gonna, instead of Walt's opening speech it's gonna exactly. be like, it felt like, like it felt like that on that level it was just so special so you know it's a good start and and it's just an exciting time I think we're all I mean like this Twitter has been so crazy right this past few this well just not even a whole day yeah 24 hours um, I think we're all going to remember where we were when we saw the announcement pop up that um, Bob Iger came back to to save Disney. Seriously, I feel like Sean and I especially have both felt very um, disenchanted by the parks lately. You've, you've had <laughs> yeah. a lot of issues and I've had a lot of issues. Yeah. And like, exactly, I feel a little bit of hope and I feel like I'm excited. I, as I told John, I want to want to go to back. I want, I, I miss not, I miss missing the parks because usually I haven't been since, when did you book my trip? Like six months ago, Sean, I haven't been for like six months. It's a long time for me and I haven't cared. And that sucked. <laughs> I wanted to be, I want to miss it. I want to yeah. go back. Beth, I feel like you and I have been on the same page and you had a tweet that went pretty viral. Um, actually, and I did too around the same time about both of us just feeling disenchanted uh, mm-hmm. by the parks, just not feeling that passion. And, and I'm sure a lot of people disagree and I'm sure, you know, and, and I'm not even saying like, especially if you're a local, but even if you're a tourist, I'm not saying you can't still love it. Like you always have it. I hope a bunch, yeah. of, <laughs> a bunch of my friends do, but there's no denying that Disney has been uh, screw. I don't want to use the term screwing over, but there's no denying that Disney has been not being Disney to so many guests. And that's just not, that's not Disney we know, and and it might be fine now, but I feel like it's really going to hurt their brand long term. When if Beth, people like you and I who are Disney super fans and are on Disney podcasts and all this, like <laughs> you and I are feeling like we're getting screwed over, like clearly we're not the only ones. Um, yeah. And, so, yeah, just, and, I, and I feel like this is a massive step. And I don't know, Joel. I don't know if you're going to lead into us talking about our emotions, you know, raw emotions. But I last night was the happiest I've felt in so long and that sounds so stupid because i try and be a level-headed person and not get emotions involved but i just could not stop smiling all night and it just felt like the biggest biggest breath of fresh air that ever could have happened for the theme park community so i'm all aboard this move and even if you know even if the steam lets up a bit and Iger doesn't do much the fact that we have somebody that cares about the company back is just amazing and the fact that the board made the right decision and getting rid of chapek like gives me so much faith again and like the you know, just the whole company understanding so, their brand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the board, even if it was, you know, Wastelines McCarthy, just going rogue, at least the board <laughs> and, you know, fix is making steps to fix it long term. So that's my raw emotions. But I, uh, I saw your guys' opinions on Twitter, but I want to, I want to hear them too. Sean, this is why I put in the, the preface because I knew we would get into our emotions and I didn't want people to go, you guys are ridiculous. You guys are this emotional about a CEO <laughs> yeah. change, a CEO of a giant yeah. company. But it, it truly is because it, it is about a place that we love and cherish. And we were very worried about the direction that it was going because sure. it, right, we were being steered away. Beth didn't want to go anymore. A lot of people don't want to go anymore because they don't feel like they're welcomed. And that was important to us because it's our happy place, right? And so, yeah. yeah. 
when we saw, even if it wasn't, if we go the low route and say, hey, we did not love Iger, even though I did, and I'm super happy because it's Iger. But even if we did it, <laughs> I would still be feeling almost the same way just because JPEG yes, was going in the wrong direction. Even if you go with somebody that's not as, I'm trying to think how to say this. Just some rando that's not Iger. So if they hired, you know, someone from some other tech company. Right. I would still be happy because we would still be able to be optimistic that they could yep. take it into the right direction. Yep. 100%. And I, just to add context too, like I, I feel like I'm unique in the Disney community because I'm not a Disney land, like Disney, the company fan. I didn't grow up, you know, going to Disney. I only went once until I was 22, showed up that day and bought an annual pass immediately because I loved it. So I didn't grow up, you know, even caring about Disney. I didn't watch any of the movies until I met my wife and she forced me to watch them. I'm just a theme park fan. And so lately, like I've been so sad about the, the way the Disney company is going. I just started going to Universal more. I started going to Knott's Berry Farm more. I started going to other parks more. And I was fine with that. But like Disneyland is and, and the Walt Disney you know World Resort, those are the best theme parks in the, the, our country has to offer. And I love Universal. So I'm not hating on that. I'm going there in two weeks. I'm not hating on it. But so just to have that revigoration for it, just to have that like excitement again, I feel like it's not just a Disney shill thing. I feel like it's just the excitement. I don't know how to put it in words, Joel. And I feel like you always make me cry on podcasts. So maybe you can put this in words, but <laughs> just the feeling of like, you know, I don't know, just the hope is back in the company. I don't know how to put it, but it's, I don't think it's the Disney shill thing. I just feel like it's the hope that the theme parks we love will be operating on all, not all cylinders, but will be operating way better and way more smoothly than they have been the last, what has it been a year and a half, two years? Yeah. Bring the heart back into their operations. Yeah. But even the heart. Yeah. Good, Beth. Oh, I was going to say, um, Disney is so strange. I mean, it is a, you know, a giant corporation. It's this big faceless mass, but it's really personal to me. And I have, you know, I've been a Disney fan, uh, like my whole life as a child. Um, I got my first annual pass when I was 14. And it's always been like a really big part of my life. And, you know, I worked there during the 50th anniversary. And it it felt personal, even though I don't work there anymore. It it really did feel personal when I was just, you know, seeing these like blunders coming from Bob Chapek or seeing how they would refer to, you know, guests, basically, it's just as as numbers. And it, it felt personal, even though obviously, it's not directed just at me. Um, so but you know, having Iger come, you know, I worked there when Iger was there and Joel and I were just talking about how we went to a Christmas party and he was there handing out candy canes. And, you know, it's so like he was there when I was working there and it just, it feels like, you know, an old friend is coming home and it's going to fix and maybe not everything, but just kind of, like you said, put it on the right, on back on the right path. All right. I'm There's so many like, memories and emotions attached to it like we're all kind of so ingrained in you know how we feel about it but just with each other and it's just so you know like this feeling like going back to the feeling this this weekend i mean even like with the dis twitter community it was kind of rocky for a moment there because of everything happening on twitter so it's already kind of feeling like sad like what's happening you know with with the company but then with also the community and then for this to happen kind of just rallied everybody around one cause so to speak and it felt so great like just to be able to connect with people who all had the same reaction who was all feeling the same thing 
it was just one of those moments I was like, my gosh, this is like something so awesome. And at the same time too, I feel like it's validation, right? Because a lot of us have been complaining. I mean, not necessarily even complaining, but just vocalizing our opinion about how we want a company that we love to do better to do, to be its best of, of like what we know of it. And for people to like shoot us down to say, Oh, you're wrong. Or this is not the way it is. Or you you don't know anything about like business or anything like that for the leaders of the company and the board to, to kind of feel the same things that we were all feeling as fans. It is, you know, inspiring to know that like from that level, they see it and that they care about it as much as everybody else does. Yeah. to this point, right? I, I was getting very emotional. I'm not embarrassed to say that I was because I was afraid that we were going to be losing something that is close and dear to our heart. And I started to think like, I'm, I have my under two-year-old twins that I've been taking to the parks a lot. And I was concerned that, Hey, Disney's pushing me away. What if in a year or two from now, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get a pass anymore. I'm going to have to pay for them too. And I just like, I, I'm not going to be able to afford it and I won't find the value in it. And then I'm going to have these kids growing up as not Disney fans. And I was afraid they weren't going to have that feeling that I had as a kid going to Disneyland. Now, of course, I grew up not in this area and my trips to Disneyland were a little bit different were these big trips. But I I just want them to have that feeling, too. And sure, there's I'm, there has to be something else out there besides Disney. I get it. <laughs> But for me, you know, I don't know. I don't know. No, but for me, Disney was a big thing. And I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to have that taken away from them. So uh, even though we have no idea what truly will happen yet, uh, this announcement made me feel like, hey, there's hope. It made me very hopeful. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless Iger is just completely sold out and not wanting to do anything. There's no way that the lowest of bars that Chapek couldn't clear that Iger doesn't leap over them. Like simple stuff, like it's purely anecdotal, but simple stuff like not allowing people to renew their annual passes. If it was a couple hours after the date, you know, even though it had just been announced, like other things like not allowing people to park off if they made an honest mistake, just simple even just not. You mean all the things that have happened to us? (laughs) (laughs) Those are all our things. And just even simple things like not publicly berating, you know, celebrity or talent that you've hired, like the Scarlett Johansson stuff and simple stuff, just not, you know, berating your fan base. The smallest of bars that they're, unless something goes crazy wrong, Iger is going to leap over these bars. And so even if, you know, nothing drastic changes, I feel like the hope is there. And I feel like, yeah, I just feel like the morale, little things that you can't quantify, like, morale of your work of your cms morale of your customers like that stuff can go miles even if you don't change anything so yeah even if it's only a couple months the morale is gonna the morale is gonna skyrocket step into the magic watch the stories all right well until our next happy hour when you're not able to join us on off harbor in maine uh feel free to find us online we're still on twitter and hopefully we stay on there but I think we're going to be staying, <laughs> but uh, it's, we're just at off Harbor and then our, our uh, handles are in the show notes. Uh, Sean again is at ranking the mouse and you can always drop us a line via email at podcast at off Harbor and And I know this is a little different type of episode for us today, but you know, really we want to get the word out. The best way to get the word out is 
sharing it with your friends any way you can. Um, we could definitely use some more ratings. So uh, we would love for more ratings and reviews on either Apple Podcasts and I believe Spotify has it now too. So please don't forget. Uh, you can also find some music or ambiance from the parks at our sister podcast. It's Park Sensory and that's available wherever you stream podcasts as well. Regardless, we thank you again for listening and hope you're all excited as we are. Normally, I have a little outro quote. We have random quotes from Disney shows and attractions that we've done over the over the 35 episodes so far. 36 but, now. 36 now. <laughs> but I thought it'd be fitting just to do a quick Bob Iger quote. If you approach and engage people with respect and empathy, the seemingly impossible can become real. On behalf of the birdies, flowers, and tikis here at Off Harbor in Maine. Farewell and aloha to you. We'll see you all next time. Stay well and cheers. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Until the time is Industrial information, industrial trans, industry. Wow. Industry? <laughs> Got that. What do you say, Sean? Farewell and aloha to you from Oh my God, he's a professional. Wow. <laughs> I believe so it. He's listening to the show. So I'm going to pull a Derek. That was Farewell sincere. And aloha to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my stick. <laughs> Don't touch my stick. <laughs> Don't touch her. I'll try not to, Derek. No promises. I cannot guarantee anything, but I will attempt to not touch your shit. Uh, you guys should ride Astro Orbiter together. <laughs> oh okay. my gosh.